Before we wander on into the episode, I just want to make sure that everyone goes out there and hits up the YouTube, check out the Spotify, check out Apple, wherever you're listening or watching to this ep- uh, podcast, is to go down, like it, subscribe, hit the bell if it's YouTube, make sure you're getting those reminders. We do put these out every week, um, so make sure you do to do all that. It helps us out, and in the long run, we can make better things. So again, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And, you know, inflation's going up, too, so that is really just getting a better value as it sits. So maybe if you find it, you kind of just want to sit on it right now. <laughs> you find it, you put it in grandma's attic, grandma passes away, and you say, oh, my gosh, she's the keeper of the gold box. Yeah. There you go. You wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. I think one of my favorite things that happened recently um, is the fact that Matt Buddy didn't clink at all. Yeah, no, he was weird about it. And I even told him to beforehand, and he didn't. Um, yeah. I said, go get your water bottle so we can clink. He's done a clink before, too. Yeah, no, he's a piece of trash, as we've come to realize now. Welcome back to Wandering Ways Podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with that piece of trash we're talking about, that is Matt Buddy, who is on, I believe, one of the last episodes that you may have heard. Um, if you're a new subscriber, he's been on quite a few. Go check those out. They are, uh, they're, they're different, each one of them, because Matt Buddy's a unique, different guy. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Uh, you listened to it. I listened to your solo show today. Yeah, no, I, I listened to the, was it, top five tribal parks. Uh, pretty good. I mean, it's hard to, like, I don't know. You know, we give Matt Buddy so much shit um on here especially if you're a frequent listener um but that's really his wheelhouse like that like he could talk and he does a good job at talking about that kind of thing so it's a really that's actually a different kind of Matt buddy in that episode oh and it's great because the the interesting thing is like i i don't know if you realize this but i had to pull him back on a few yeah yeah you you tell when you're listening to it because i mean he he can he can go when on very few subjects, he can go off like that. Well, and it was, I mean, we had that kind of a conversation today. We're talking about reservations and we're like, so you're telling me there's a bunch of Native Americans out here on the Great Plains, but there's no reservations on the plains in Colorado. And we just like dove into it. And it's like, oh yeah, because the settlers were assholes. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got into it because this lady, this old white lady commented on Facebook because uh, I don't know if you saw, but what did you think of the Oregon BYU Mormon anti-Mormon chant? Oh, but didn't they say like, fuck you, Mormon or whatnot? Something like that. They they were causing it, whatever. But I'm like, it's BYU. I'm sure they've heard it before. Yeah, you know is it cool no it's not um does the governor of utah have to get involved no does the um, governor of oregon have to get involved no 
Um, just let the universities deal with it. You know, that's really about it. Um, again, is it right? No, it's not. You know, Oregon should be better than that. But do you expect any better from Oregon? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> um, and I bet you they weren't even fans that went to school there. I heard it was the student section. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we all know how Oregon works. <laughs> student section is the student section, although it's, it was before classes start. So who actually knows? <laughs> but no, it's a, it's an interesting school, but no, I, the reason, cause I got into a discussion with this lady about reservations and she basically was like, America declared war on the natives. I was like, they didn't declare war. They declared genocide and invasion. The natives weren't for war. They weren't arguing over something. It was yeah. stealing, raping, and pillaging. Like, there was no, yeah, we're fighting over this because this is bad, this is good. It's, no, we want to take what is yours. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, my... My uh, my rebuttal to that, and I'm not necessarily taking a side on this here, would be the example of what's happening in Ukraine today. Right. Right. Well, how would Ukraine phrase what's going on versus like Russia? How would they phrase? Russia definitely would say it's a war to get their land back or, you know, stop the crazy neo-Nazis as... Russia saying, whereas you know, Ukraine could very well say it's a genocide, they're coming here to steal type deal. So, you know, it's it's really kind of more of the side you're on on what you're labeling it as than I think oh, I, necessarily what really happened. What really happened is what really happened. How you labeled it, I think, depends on the side. Perfect, perfect. I like that. That's a good way of saying it because you're absolutely right. And it was like, she was trying to justify the treaties and stuff. And I was just like, you know, one, there was no treaty with the Mormon religion and natives. And yeah. two, like treaties, are, they're broken every day by the U.S. government. So yeah. let's not even go there. I deleted the comment. I was over it. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to listen to some Wandering Ways podcast. And I popped in your solo sode, And it got me going. I mean, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, got to be a little better on the hikes. <laughs> um, I'm prepared. The problem with me, I gotta eat, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm bringing enough water or a life straw water bottle that's gonna be able to filter water for me, or a meal. Just be like, I'm gonna bring one meal on this hike today: a sandwich, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and eat it at the halfway point of the hike. Yeah, that or you bring your your oh shit snack, you know, like. You're like, I don't think I'm going to eat, but I'm going to bring something in case, like, I really want to munch down or something. Maybe for you, because you're better than I am, but for me, to, I'm going to set the goal at bringing at least a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at the minimum, just because that's going to make, make sure I don't puke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's as easy as just throwing a couple protein bars in there. Uh, I just need that doctor to invent a pill that's like, this is your meal for the day. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that easy. 
<laughs> I don't. Th- I really, honestly, don't think we'll ever get that pill that everyone. Everyone's like, I wish I could get all of my nutrients in like one little pill. Yeah, first off, that pill's gonna be like the size of a freaking like uh, the size of my microphone I use or my like uh, hydro flask here. And in reality, you're probably gonna have to put it up your butt. <laughs> so yeah, it's not like it's gonna be very enjoyable because the reason why I say up there is because it absorbs better. Um, and gets the bloodstream faster. <laughs> but you're not wrong. That is, I mean, it would be a repository, right? And that isn't that what that's yeah. called? Yeah, yeah, essentially. It's but a... that's not what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. If you want that podcast, just search it wherever you get your podcast. But you're here to listen to nature. You're here to listen to another wonderful ABC. Yeah, and we are continuing on our wonderful ABCs uh, theme that we have with um, a park I did not know about um, until doing these ABCs. Um, And learning about this park for this episode, uh, it's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie, but for anybody who hasn't read the title, it is biscani or biscani uh i don't still don't know how to say it um national park in in florida southern florida um down there in the gulf um but yeah i had to think it's biscani biscani this can i don't know man yeah, like i'm sure i'm sure down there in florida however they talk down there i'm probably doing a bad accent yeah um, <laughs> but more uh, Louisiana. <laughs> well, it's close, you know, down there in the gla- in glades, right? Yeah, and, yeah. This one is uh, close to the Everglades, so it is, and it's also close to South Miami. So, looking at that, I'm like, damn. When I was in Miami that time for work, how come I didn't like plan extra and go to this park, not realizing how close it is? But it also, to me, sounds like a park that. You do want to do a little research before going to, because there's probably re- a reservation system for some of the things to do, some of the places to see, some of the campsites to use. So you're going to want to like dive into that, you know, a couple months in advance before knowing and just understanding like what it is you're going to want to accomplish out of this park, because I think it is small, but it is close to a big urban center. So it's going to have the traffic not only out getting to the park but i assume as well uh out out on the water because there's a lot to do out on the water in this park yeah for sure although i think i think the fact that because 95 percent of this park is water so i think that could be a deterrent for some people Um, Are are, are you reading the same book i am no i don't have a book that's literally the first sentence you just you just like repeated the first sentence on the secrets to the national park so you're giving them away oh (laughs) well they're not a secret anymore if you listen to wandering ways no more secrets (laughs) no but because it is 95 percent water i think when you you hear that um you know you're not as ready to go hey let's go check it out unless you have unless you're into more specific hobbies, you know, like if you're going to other parks that are mostly on land, you know, you don't have to necessarily be into a specific hobby to enjoy that park where you might need to 
to be at this this uh, national park again i'm not sure i haven't actually been there um well you're but you're right you know you're going to be doing water sports and those do vary right you're going to attract different types of audience to those sports right i'm reading here like because it's so close to miami a lot of people will just drive their boats to go park take pictures of the skyline just to watch the sunset kind of do that but they're like they're probably missing out because below them sits the third world's largest coral reef oh the third. yeah damn third yes number three top three that but is uh that is kind of cool yeah no and and that's going to attract you know your sharks your birds your fish all the i mean shipwrecks i mean pirates of the caribbean you got old shipwrecks new shipwrecks they say they there's thousands of years of history that 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 park preserves including the some native history as well as you know the history there's a lot that happened in florida if you're interested in american history with like the french the spanish uh you know cubans puerto ricans yeah. that you know just how it's evolved over the hundreds of years because you know florida was one of the first places in america when america the, the continent was was starting to be conquered by the europeans uh invading um that was one of the places you know because they also sought like the fountain of youth and i'm sure in some of these national parks you know you can get some of that youth <laughs> <laughs> i i mean i'm sure there is that but you you are right there is that that his that like early on history about all the different like you know i, I don't want to say world powers at the time but all the different you know countries and different cultures that went into that area and then you know it is so close to um so much because it is florida so you're close to the bahamas you're close to cuba you're close to um what is it isn't uh indonesia down there because it um no indonesia's over by australia no, what, what there was down there because um, of the spice trade. I'm you got uh, like uh, Cuba, Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm really blanking on it. It's going to piss me off. I'm gonna... <laughs> but this one's actually close to like Key Largo as well as the Florida Keys. I think it is actually a part of the Florida Keys in uh, some way or another. Um, you're going to look you're looking it up on a map, huh? Yeah, I'm because I'm, it's it's really bugging me. That don't worry. I don't. I can't remember what it is because it had yeah. to do with the early spice trade. Um, oh, you got Jamaica, Haiti, the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Um, Puerto Rico, Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, maybe I'm high or something. I don't know. The Bahamas, Turks and Caicos. Yeah, it was a specific island down there that, like, you're thinking of, not a country. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Caribbean. But you're close. You're looking in that area. You're close. You're part of the Florida Keys. You're actually like the beginning of the Florida Keys from the Miami area, uh, the easternmost kind of area of this national park, and that is something you know they talk about. People talk about is driving the Florida Keys as those those big bridges out there. Um, and this park could be either, you know, the start to that or to the end to that. Um, I think if you and I were to go down to this park, 
Um, and that's kind of one thing I like about these ABCs of the parks we haven't been to is you and I are able to like get into these parks and have these discussions together. Uh, and I hope the wanderers enjoy. <laughs> but like you look at like the Everglades, you look at uh, Biscayani. Um, I'm going to blank on the other park because I'm not focused on it right now. Um, but over that way. Um, yeah. You would do, we would do a three cluster you know it would be a florida cluster because that's what you'd want to do you'd want to knock it out because of time and that's the sad thing is we're, we're we, we never have enough time so you kind of make the most of it 100 percent. you know that is i think you're thinking dry tortugas um, thank you thank but, you thank you yeah. <laughs> no you're right we would it, that's the best part about these is we do we can get the uh, clusters going with it um because when you're going down there, if you are someone who's into the national parks, right, there's a lot of people out there that their goal is to see all of the national parks and you want to do as much as you can in these parks. But if you like really, really devoted all of your time and like killed every national park, that'd be really tough, you know, because you'd have to spend like a week in all of these parks. And so that's going to take that's going to take years. And I mean, it's going to take years anyway to go to these parks but um if you can hit more than one um like we do in these clusters you know you you really turn it into just one small adventure turns into a, a like a real long-term adventure where you can really make some some uh some great memories um and this is a park this is a park that uh, you can really do that um because it's it's different because it is water and there's no elevation i mean it's like, I think, nine feet total elevation in this park. I think that's the lighthouse, right? <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> Which you can go, I think that it's one of the campgrounds, I believe, that you can backcountry camp out is, uh, is one of the lighthouses. Um, there's some back islands. That... What do you think that means? Do you think that means like you got to swim it? <laughs> I think that's kind of the like National Parks way of... Um, saying like you're going to need a permit for this <laughs> probably <laughs> you know? yeah that's that's actually very true <laughs> you know but i mean you know i subpar parks you know one of my favorite books you know people trashing on our national parks probably one of your miami tourists no phone signal is impossible so we're in the backcountry you don't you don't got cell phone I, you know, you're not wrong there. A great way to help classify if it's backcountry is cell phone service, I guess. <laughs> well, and it's the, not only that, it's the, um, oh gosh, like the fact that like, if you were in danger, like it's you and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and actually, well, one of them, you can, there's the Boca Cheetah, which I believe Boca Cheetah is actually down the florida keys away from the park um is one of the campgrounds so it, it is kind of a ways out there yeah i i mean i believe it i'm not i'm not too familiar with like florida itself so i don't know like a whole lot of what's inhabited what's wilderness but you know where did uh, we set up these settlements um so uh i'm not too familiar with like where this park is so it very well could be like out there in the middle of nowhere 
Yeah, I just I kind of know because I was uh, looking at uh, looking at it. <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> yeah, I was Taking doing it. the whole. I was looking at the maps, but I might be wrong. Who knows? There's the Elliott Key Campground too, which is another one uh, in the park that is pretty cool to stay at. It looks like just looking here at the pictures. Yeah. Um, which honestly, if we do it right, you know, I would be down to camp in these parks. You know, you don't have to get necessarily the hotels or the, you know, the Miami prices of like an Airbnb necessarily. A hundred percent. I think that'd be a huge perk is going to the campsites. Uh, so that way you can save some money on the area. You know, I think if I were to do, I think if I had like, a magic wand to really do this park right uh i think i would need to get scuba certified um so that way it can like scuba dive and get in because because yeah. there's shipwrecks you can explore in this park and i mean how legit would that be to like swim in a shipwreck i mean yeah i mean that's kind of one of the big attractions of this park yeah. And not like not only that, but like I'm thinking there's they say there's over 600 species of fish in this park. I mean, so, that's another perk. Well, exactly. And and there's iguanas too. The iguanas. I've never seen a, a wild iguana. So that well, would, maybe we will down there. Yeah, but anytime you see iguanas, you gotta think about Godzilla. You worry that Godzilla is real. <laughs> Dude, the only way that's going to happen is if the nuclear power plant starts leaking into the iguana's habitat. Anything is possible in <laughs> today. <laughs> no, but I think scuba diving is really like, I think snorkeling would be really, really legit here. Like, do not get me wrong. But I think if you're like, if you're looking to have like the best, best experience, if you're scuba certified and can get like down into the water um you're really gonna like this park i think you'll have a blast probably if you're just snorkeling too um also to be fair i've only ever been snorkeling once and i loved it because i just sat and watched like one coral reef the whole time but i think for this one getting in seeing the different fish um seeing the shipwrecks catching an iguana or two well, i mean not literally catching one <laughs> can't catching do that don't do that eyes. yeah don't don't try it. <laughs> although it would be really funny to see someone like trying to swim after one <laughs> um yeah or another turtle man uh, to be blessed with another turtle encounter um would be pretty cool i bet there's some good turtles down there dude there's some good turtles in the, everywhere in the ocean and we got to keep it that way but yeah. um I think so. I think, you know, you had me thinking about getting scuba certified. And so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, there, there is a place here in Billings. I Take could go certified. Yeah. And low key, I'm kind of like thinking about it. Cause like, why not? Like why limit ourselves on these adventures? You know, why not push the wandering ways boundaries you know what i mean yeah i mean you know it would be i think i think i you know i i wanted to get scuba certified a while ago one of the things i always kick myself at is i never did it in uh undergrad because oregon state offered that class um 
where you can basically get scuba certified from. Um, wow. So that would have been really cool. Uh, my brother-in-law goes scuba diving all the time and he like loves it. Um, they go, I think he goes every year or it's every other year during spring break. And the shit he sees is phenomenal. I'm on board. Let's, let's, I mean, if we're, if we're planning the trip that I think we're planning for next summer, let's throw that in there. Get scuba. Well, maybe I'm going to see how much it costs. <laughs> how long, and how long are the classes and when are the classes? Yeah, that's, no. the, that's the kicker. Right. No, that makes sense. And that's why you got a kicker, but. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot to do. And what I mean, what I would really like to see, uh, you know, when you're snorkeling or, or, or just snorkeling or scuba diving is just the interactions you get when you can just sit there and mm -hmm. the fish almost forget you're there. And then you get to observe these animals and these creatures in those, in their natural patterns and paths and if the, you're talking the third, the world's third largest reef, and it's just sitting right there, right next to Florida, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, and you're 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 right there. Um, no, I think this park, you know, one of the reasons it is so unique is the shipwrecks. I am I'm going back to the shipwrecks essentially. Go for it. Go for it. That's a huge part of this park. Well, I know there's like 44 um, different ones. And so, you know, there's the different, different kinds of ships. Um, I think from, there's probably from different eras um, and all of that. And I think I want to well, say that... we we're talking about this before, but we were talking, you know, about like, do you leave the ships like down there? Do you try and clean it up? Um and I brought up how like coral reefs can like use the shipwrecks to like build anew because there's like one of the Planet Earth episodes where they start like building or they drop a ship in to allow coral like a place to latch onto in this massive sand area. Um, I would like to think so. I mean, getting into this shipwrecks a little bit, there's a couple things, right? You talk about the different eras of ships. That's earlier kind of when I was mentioning like you had like the wooden sail ships, the pirates of the Caribbean ships. Yeah. You have the like early motorized boats. You have the like drug trade boats. You have the modern day yachts and boats that are used and they, they sink, right? So they're all there. Um, what I think about is like, what I would hope for, I guess, is that the boat manufacturers are making coral safe kind of products that if that boat were to sink, it's not going to affect yeah. that wildlife and it becomes that habitat. Um, I, I, I would like to think that too. I really doubt that though. Where like the wood chips are, right? The old, old, old ones are, and that makes sense, right? Maybe even the old metal, like just like the old military kind of works pretty much all it is is metal would be oh, fine yeah but the like plastics the pat you know the the non-natural elements mm -hmm. i think are bad um 
when you say shipwrecks, man, the one picture that comes to mind, and I know you've seen it, is the boat on Lake Mead where it's like stuck in the dirt, like straight up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just see the trash by it. And it's like, that's the problem that I think um, about with these shipwrecks. So be interesting to see some of them because, yeah, there's the, the history is there for sure. It'd be mm -hmm. cool to actually scuba dive and look down at these and be like, wow, the like this was, you know, blah, blah, blah ship. You could still find gold or you can. Well, uh, that's funny you bring that up because uh, I guess they still have like a big problem with um, like, <laughs> I'm going to use this term just because it kind of makes sense. And it's also ironic with because it's this part is the pirating of people plundering these shipwrecks, like going in and like stealing whatnot plundering for whatever they can find in these shipwrecks um you know which you're not supposed to take stuff from the national parks everybody <laughs> it, that is interesting it really is right mm -hmm. because i get that right you're not supposed to take things from the park they're trying to preserve the history they're trying to leave it the way it was right there's also to me when it comes to like boats and the laws of the sea I feel like there are certain rights to those type of claims. I know. I I agree that I I feel like there is, but I actually I don't think so. Um, because you know, back home in like Astoria, seaside that area, they found that Spanish ship, um, and that guy, the guy that found it, you know, you would think he found it you know, he would have claim to it, or at least some of the things in from that ship. Uh, but the state, uh, there's like the way the laws are written, written, the government, the state, I think it's more U.S. government rather than the state government. Um, they're basically taking like it all. And like, even if he has like a plate that he can get in huge trouble for. Although I think I do believe he probably has uh, a couple things as a memento, and and rightfully so, I think I think he should be allowed to have a, I don't know, some plates or a cup or something. I mean, he just found a freaking ship. <laughs> well, especially because you're right, though they're they're missing for so long. Some yeah. some of those, you know, people because they drift and this happens in currents, and you're absolutely right. I mean, people are are. They, they have a right to a point, right? Like there's a certain point that, you know, yeah, finders keepers, you know, you're out in the woods, you found it, no one's around. It looks like it's been there for a while. Yeah, it's yours to have. I get it when it comes to like the natural though in that in national parks, right? Don't take coral from this. Oh, 100%. Right? Like that's, no, don't take shells. Don't take living creatures living beings but when it comes to the the man-made beings you know unless it's in a museum with the national parks i think it's up for grabs in some sense yeah it should be of, at I least of, i kind of agree with you you know i get their argument though like you know well it's part of the history of that park you know pirates have a thing in that parks and so or all these ships, they have a thing with that park. So it's like, yeah, you're taking away a part of the park in a sense, but 
you know, it is, it's man-made. Um, it's right. in reality, it's no different than finding a random coin that is from that time using your metal detector on the beach, you know? Well, exactly. And in reality, like take that ship, for example, for the U.S., they're going to say, well, this is for history or, or whatever, right? It's for a certain thing. And it's like, well, yeah, you only need three gold doubloons then to show, look, these all have the differences. You can keep them for your archives, but the rest should go to that finder or to that person yeah. that, that did the work. For yeah, them, right. You know, and, and that to me is fair. But I mean, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, that is that is kind of a different um, combo. So I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana. And we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGARU10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGARU. RUGARU10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish. Or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing Indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. But um, yeah, no. So Biscanny, super cool park. Um, but speaking of cool, it's time for cool shit in nature, which is an absolute treat for me. Um, and uh, I think I got. Actually, I can't remember what I have for this one. If I'm being, honest. I don't think nothing. Nothing can top the Matt Buddy drumming one. 
Oh, that's true. That is just that is <laughs> that is the coolest of all <laughs> cool shit in nature. Uh, we'll have to get Matt Buddy to do it live for us. They were they were down a drum guy, and I say, Matt, Matt, go. And he's like, yeah, I'll go help out. And then we talk about it, man. You could see in the video where he's trying to sing along. Yeah, but he doesn't know the words. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He, I think he even mentions that you know he's <laughs> he's misappropriating his own culture. Look at the, the way his nose opens up. This is a seal here, everybody. Mark is showing me a seal video for cool shit in nature this week. Yeah, like, this, uh, this guy's just poking his nose just out far enough to open it to allow him to get some air. Uh, that's so cool. But it yeah. like close open. Well, and it's like you could tell like. His body's built for the water because the way it closes so fast. It's, just, it's like, where do those holes go? Right. And they close. They seal up. So I no one intended. But, um, you know, they really, like, lock up there so that way no water gets in. Because, um, I don't know, I've had water in my nose. I don't like it. I'm sure seals feel the same way. Probably, man. Look at God, They're so cute. My yeah, dog, remind, Benny, reminds me of a seal. Really? Yeah, just the lazy kind of flopping around, you know, the the big body with short legs kind of thing. Okay, I'm I don't really see it, but uh, you know, good for you. <laughs> uh, but no, so the second one uh, is not as cute and cuddly. Um, in fact, actually, there's no animals in it. It's just a, kind of a sad story, and everyone's biggest fear when you're out camping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did see this. The the, the tent flat. Stake it down. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you stake down your tents when you uh, are out camping, because uh, could very well turn into what happened to this guy here. Um, I love so how he starts running one way and then it just like <laughs> changes direction. Just it's going down the valley and then oh, but yeah. at the same time too, they have the video going and it's almost like, did you stage this? I don't know, man. I think that's hard to stage. Um, what I honestly think is he's probably trying to take a video because look at the framing in the back. He's probably yeah. trying to line up something for sunset that night. Yeah, time lapse or something, but that's funny. I mean, honestly, though, it might be staked down and it rips up if you kind of look at the way the bottom of it moves. I um, don't think so. The way they bend, the like, yeah. Line. For anyone that's just listening, uh, we're watching a video of someone's tent literally flying away. <laughs> In the wind. Yeah. On top of a mountain, almost to the point, like, if it goes down the hill, like, it's going to be a bitch to bring it back up kind of thing. I know. You kind of want to know the rest of this story. Right. Because you're like, did they get the tent back? Um, how far did the tent go? Like, is the tent still intact? <laughs> See, okay, and then I'm reading the Instagram post here. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at, like, more now. And it goes, some tents weren't meant to be tamed, fly free. Like, go ahead, leave, right? And then they comment, like, please remember the follow the four seven principles of leave no trace when enjoying the outdoors. Well, you're leaving a trace if you just let your tent fly free. Oh, 100%, right? <laughs> there's, a, there's definitely, well, maybe that's trying to encourage people to stake down their tent. <laughs> I, so, watch it blow away i think it might be staked down i don't i really don't think so Look, i think it gets like stuck on a rock which is oh it and it bends and, yeah 
Okay. Fair. Fair is because it, it moves a good bit before, and then it's like it almost like it catches on something. So, but anyways, yeah. uh, if you're out camping next time, make sure to stake down your tent, uh, even if you don't think it's going to be that windy. I just recommend it. Well, that's fair. And, you know, we're talking about the weather, getting back into this Guyana National Park. Uh, they say summer is the best time of year because the waters are clear, making for fantastic viewing in a glass bottom boat tour or even snorkeling. So go visit it when it's hot and sunny down there. Yeah, no, this would be a great park to go to on a sunny day. Because um, it's all water, so you just swim around. Whether I mean, you're it might even uh, be a great park to pirate in, I've heard. Yeah, super big park to pirate in. I mean, we talked about how people were pirating um, the plunders down in the water. Um, but there's been a history of pirates there long, long before uh, people stealing stuff from the shipwrecks. Um, we're going to talk about... I probably the most famous pirate for this area because um, he kind of made Biscani his headquarters. Um, and that is Black Cesar, um, an African pirate that made Biscani his home. And this guy apparently like really dominated the seas for a bit. Um, was like one of the most feared pirates in the area violent they say yeah um so it's well it's interesting when you look at like these national parks right and the history of like living history of like people living in these parks like you know glacier park people don't realize they're at lake mcdonald kind of those cabins people have personal cabins there that they were um they were built before the park became a park and so yeah you'd have these pirates these beach hooligans back in the 1600s 1700s doing this crazy stuff yeah um there's even a guy uh israel jones who lived in the park um and he was you know he was buying he purchased old roads key um and then he even purchased totten key to grow pineapples so when you go to the park you see some of his history um it's, which is interesting. You see the like development, but then you also see eventually the like, let's save this park. Right. You do. You do. Uh, going back to the pirate part of it, if you're looking for something to do in this park, you really want to make a trip of it. Um, you maybe even get a little rich off it if you succeed. Apparently, Black Cesar, he hid six million dollars worth of gold somewhere in that park and it has not yet been found see i don't i don't have six million dollars i only have 26 gold bars 26 gold bar well oh i didn't i don't know i heard the facts i have or the facts i read says six million dollars worth of gold i feel like 26 gold bars would be more than six million in today's market maybe well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You're probably right there. Um, and, you know, inflation's going up, too. So that is really just getting a better value as it sits. So maybe if you find it, you kind of just want to sit on it right now. 
you find it, you put it in grandma's attic, grandma passes away and you say, oh my gosh, she's the keeper of the gold box. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, but, down as a so that, I guess the real question is, this one's for you there, uh, Zach, is do you really think that the gold is there? Do you think it's actually hidden? Um, I'm going to go 50-50 on this one. 55? Well, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think the gold has yet to be found. I see, I haven't done my research, right? Because there, I'm sure like there's there is treasures in private collections mm -hmm. that are undocumented on, on this earth. Oh, you know? yeah, maybe. I have treasures that are undocumented on this earth. No. You have treasures that are undocumented on this earth. Oh, shoot. They're coming so, for us now. <laughs> exactly. So my point I is... There, I think I heard a knock at the door right now. <laughs> it's either hidden somewhere else. I don't think it's hidden in the park. It's either hidden somewhere else. Well, maybe it's hidden in the park because it's protected there, right? I don't know. You know for or me, it's in a collection. For me, I I like to think it's there. I think it adds a little bit of extra flair to the park. You know, it's one of those things. It's like at the end of the day, doesn't really change a whole lot of anyone's life if it is or isn't there. You have fun. Go real life treasure hunt, you know? Well, you know, I'm thinking uh, now that we're talking about this, that it's going to be found because the last time we... Uh, uh, we're oh, talking about right. treasure was the treasure um, from I have, uh, Jack Stoof was his name, right? Yeah, the, the or Forrest Fenn. Forrest Fenn's yeah. buried treasure. Jack Stoof was the guy, but he found it like last time we talked about it. So now we're talking about the, you know uh, uh, Black Cesar. And yeah, probably they're gonna find it here in the next week or two. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is we're going to be like, oh my god, like the Wandering Ways podcast. You heard it here first. And yeah, they're going to have start asking us to talk about every treasure that's out there. Next thing we're going to talk about is uh, what's that? The parachute guy. Um, oh, up in uh, Washington. Yeah, Oregon on the Columbia. Um, the money mystery in the PNW. Yeah, jumped out of a plane. I'm really bummer because they talk about it in the movie without a paddle. It's like the whole thing the movie's kind of based on. Um, yeah, because they go and look for it. Yeah, it, I keep it, wanting to say uh, Boone, but it's not Boone. No. Like DB Cooper. Yes, that's what it is. It's DB Cooper. <laughs> yes, that is who it is. No, but there's plenty of those out in our world. I mean. I, I like to think there's treasure. I like to think there's treasure everywhere uh, to be found because um, there is, you know, there's a lot of people I think that have their secrets that are like, one day my family will find it or one day yeah. this will happen, but it never happens that way because the world just kind of moves on in a weird way. So is Black Cesar, and now thinking about that, like, that's kind of a, a racist name. I think they, they named him that because he was black. Yeah, well, he, he was on a slave uh, ship that um, was heading to the markets there in Florida coast, and it 
crashed and he escaped and he uh, befriended a sailor. The two of them landed on the took a landed on a small island in the area, and so that's kind of how he got his start, you know. So and became uh, just a fearless. That's why he was violent. He's like, I ain't going into the trade. Oh, 100 percent. I don't blame him at all, man. Dude, <laughs> he's got to do what he's got to do to survive. Love to hear those kind of stories. Yeah, right. He just, I hope his treasure never is found, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, it's a good park. It's one, I think, again, we were kind of talking about this. It's one that we would have to, like, cluster for ourselves. And you'd have to think about doing it. And we were talking a little on the break of, like, it would take you and I probably a day day and a half in this park just because you'd want to give it that time for um the the snorkeling i believe or the scuba diving if we do um there's some cool tours and i'm all down for spending time in these smaller parks where you know maybe you do just sit around for two hours doing nothing you know kind of like we did at devil's tower where it's like we just sat under the tower we just lived life and I look at like a place like Devil's Tower, a place like that KOA where we camped. And I believe the Sioux people and the people who visited that area camped there and visited that spot for a reason, you know. And when you can do that and you can experience just the basic things of life in those places. Yeah, you know, it's a perk of this being a smaller park is I think because it is smaller and there's maybe not as much to see you go into it with this like okay let's not hurry up to see all of the park it's like okay we can see all of the park and we can take our time and still see like it all so uh, you know that's i think a perk of the smaller parks so you can really get down and snorkel kayak uh check out the manatees check out the iguanas um, all of that check out weird islands that are there that maybe have like some weird person that lived on and started a fishing business i don't know right. but uh there's even uh nature journaling they say they have a nature journaling club and i i see the questioning look on your face and they say it's mostly about taking the time to really observe something and transfer those observations onto a paper as a sketch painting poem or prose and often a full combination of those things okay then no that makes more sense now i was just curious what they meant by nature journaling um like is it just journaling about nature which is essentially what it is um which is that, very that's nice i mean that's that's taking that time to enjoy the park and to really look at it and do it and i mean you and i i mean i know you don't you're not a big fisherman but they even offer fishing fishing and lobstering in the park so it is possible lobstering that would be a fun one would you be down to lobster yeah i'd go catch a lobster or two would you eat it oh yeah i love lobster lobster's tasty well good lobster's tasty crab's tasty i'm a big seafood fan yeah you're a seafood guy because you're a coasty yeah, love me the coast. Um, but anyways, it is getting towards that time. Um, it is 
time for me to be that guy and I'm being that guy because it's time for the final words. We've done another edition of the ABCs of the National Parks with a good old trip to Bizcani, Bizcani, Biz, I don't know how to pronounce it. And I will <laughs> hopefully by the next time we do an episode, learn how to pronounce it. Um, but I think it's worth going to. Um, but anyways, final words, my guy. Um, you know, it's one of those parks. It's a small park. There's not, there's a lot to do. I shouldn't say there's not a lot to do. There's a lot to do there. Um, it's definitely worth your time. Uh, it's a place the locals like to go see. Um, it, it's a different culture, you know, it, when you get out onto like those type of out, outside the urban settings um, in the remote parts of the country. You know, this is, it's Florida, you know, you got Maine, you got the Pacific Northwest, you got the Southwest, you got the Plains. There's all these remote places that you can go experience and see and just be a part of. And I think this is one, I don't think it's happening soon in our lifetime, like within the next five years for both monetary reasons, as well as just kind of planning reasons of other places we would like to go. But it's, you know, I, I get why people move to Florida. <laughs> you know, I get why people retire to Florida. So I could see it being a place later on uh, in my life being able to go to and experience, you know. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to be too strenuous if I want to hike around it, you know. If I want a scuba, I can be an 80-year-old scuba diver if I like you know, if I practice at it, you got to train like Mark, you got to be in the gym every day, like Mark, if you want to, but maybe one day we'll see. <laughs> anyway, man, I want to pass it over to you. Uh, Reverend's final words of wisdom. Stay beautiful. Everybody can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking it out through the entire uh, episode. Um, yeah. You know, this is a great park. Uh, I think, if you're in the area, you should go check it out. Um, it's definitely worth it. Does it crack my top five like Big Bend did when we did that ABCs? Uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not anything to down on it. There's just other parks I really want to see. It's got my vibe, though. It's all about the ocean. It's got pretty fish. You know, taking care of the ocean is big. We need to save our oceans and... Uh, so that way we have more places like Biscani, um, you know, so going out there, picking up some trash, you know, not trying to pollute all that, use less plastic, all of that good things. Because if you help the ocean, you help the earth. And if you help the earth, you help you, you help me, you help everybody around in it. So, uh, and that's all, all good stuff because we're all children of mother nature. And that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.